bonus bitches. All right. It's about that time. Let's talk about it. We're on. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> We're in. We're in the thick of it now. We just got done talking about human psychology and fucking men jerking off, but now, we, now we're here. We're going even lower, folks. <laughs> we're uh, <laughs> really diving into uh, the worst level of society. Austin, you yeah. recently had the bright idea. <laughs> to, oh, it was bright. To do a bonus episode on a movie from the Friday the 13th series. And I desperately tried to stop like, you. Like, oh, if that's what you want to do. I'm kind of glad we did. I am too. Can I tell you why I recommended this like we do as a bonus? Why is that? Because we got done watching Evil Dead 2 and I was like, while it's October, I need to at least indulge myself in some like schlock horror film. Like I need to approach horror film this year to where now I know next year I can come back and watch more and not be intimidated by it. I need something to get me started on this like Halloween kick every year. You needed to see some trash. I needed to see something. <laughs> Elizabeth was like, why don't you do a good one like Halloween? And I'm like, the, she's like, the original Halloween is good. That's I'm, the problem. It's really good. Yeah. I love the OG Halloween. Like, I've seen Scream and like Scream 1 and Scream 2 are like fucking great. The first Scream is an all-timer for me. Yeah. And I've seen that. But like, uh, I've never watched Friday the 13th and now I know why. <laughs> I feel like if you were to walk through the flea market, you could be like, everyone in here has seen Friday the 13th. Everyone here loves Friday the 13th. <laughs> At least one of them. Or they know who Jason is. Everybody knows who Jason Voorhees is. Yes. Growing up, the mythos behind Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, and Freddy Krueger, right. those were the horror icons. Right. And I think as I've grown into adulthood... The only one that lives up to the mythos is Freddy, in right. my opinion. No offense to Michael Myers, but he has no personality. And Jason, yeah. an even more generic version of that. Yeah. I was really shocked. Like how bare bones yeah. this was. <laughs> it was like, um, I told Elizabeth, I, it was funny enough, I watched it this morning at like 8.30 in the morning. Like, this is, how, this is what I've become. <laughs> That's crazy. This is how I spend my Saturday mornings watching Friday the 13th, the final chapter of Reach Peak Humanity. Did this live up to what you thought it was? Because it it is exactly what I thought it was going to be. Thought it was going to be so much more. It was literally softcore porn with like murders at the end of every scene. When you mentioned this the last time we were together, I was a, what's that guy's fucking name? That dude from the Dewey Cox story that's like, Dewey, you don't want no part of the shit. <laughs> He's like, do you get addicted to it or something? <laughs> it's not addictive in any way. <laughs> Was it going to make my dick smaller or something? My dick not work? It'll no, make it makes sex even better. <laughs> You're right. There's an all-time scene, by the way. <laughs> I told you, it's nothing but stabbing and boobs and teenagers, and there's nothing else. It's kind of funny because this is considered like the watermark of quality for this series. Like the fourth one. I know. That was a thing. I was like, Elizabeth, that was supposed to be the best one. <laughs> <laughs> this and number six are like the beloved Friday the 13th movies. I think the sixth one is more campy than this one is. Okay. Um, I've seen the first one. I actually know a surprising amount of lore behind Jason. You got the Jason lore. Yes, unfortunately. I'll bring those elements in as we go. I don't know if you knew this, but the very first night, Friday the 13th movie, <laughs> <laughs> oops, Jason's not the killer. It's his mother, right? His mom is. Yeah. 
and Jason is like a early teens swamp monster. Yes. Like I think he pops out of the water at the end and right. like takes the woman. The next couple of sequels all take place within days of the first one, I think. Okay. So he goes from like small, deformed child to hulking, hockey mask wearing, rage infused killer. Yes. Within the, the span of a few days. Very strange. He's died like three times by the time this, this movie, movie rolls around. Right. And we'll God. get into that. It was um very weird. It felt like in the beginning, I was like, okay, I'm in. I'm here. We're doing it. Fuck it. And then in the middle, I'm like, I'm invested. And then while we were approaching the third act, I'm like, wait, I see the pitfalls of this movie. I see, wait, wait. I was done by that point. I was like, wait, no, fuck, you lost me. I'm like, you had me and you lost me. I'll say that it got an audible laugh out of me in the credit sequence before the film Yeah, I literally laughed. I laughed in the end. <laughs> like... <laughs> There's a cheap 90s style yeah, explosion of fire. That? I'm like, literally, that was my first thought. I'm like, I laughed at 8.30 this morning <laughs> when that was on. It felt like a bad trailer where it's like, this Halloween, Friday the 13th. <laughs> it felt like when Nigerians and Iranians like upload to YouTube, like their little <laughs> short films that they do. You know what I mean? That's what it felt like. That's what the, kind of like the level of filmmaking that I thought was going on. Like the iMovie hasn't been updated since like 2001. Yes. It's like <laughs> clip art helicopters flying through. Of, yeah, it was, it's bad. And then we kind of get a brief like last time on Friday the 13th. Yeah, it, literally it was like I had no previous idea. episode. Like, that's how it opens. It starts cutting through all these events and I'm like, wait a second. I didn't catch any, any of that. Of that. It is an insane, I don't even know if this is meant to be cohesive. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. It was like, we've been watching Lost recently and uh, we're still working through the first season. It's been like a nice, like we pick it up one or two episodes a week, maybe if we, we didn't watch episode this week, regardless of the You've fact. You've seen it before. Right. But like in the beginning of the episodes, like previously on Lost. Sometimes I appreciate it, but like it kind of right. sucks at the same time. Right. Uh, especially when you're binging it. You're like, fuck off. I know what happened. I just watched it two seconds ago. Because in a normal TV show or film series, like the recap will kind of focus on the things that will be important in this next ep. And right. it kind of like gives away the themes that are upcoming. Right. At least that's how I read it. Right. With this one and Friday the 13th, it's like an insane just like. This like happened, this a, happened, a and this happened, and this happened. Pictures that meant nothing to me. This guy talks. This person dies. Jason, he's bad. He's back. <laughs> they show you like a few random kills on there too, like yeah, some stabbing. So fucking weird. It was like complete mind rape this morning. It was, it was very strange. I actually don't remember like what the first character shown is. I watched this like a week ago. So like, what is the first scene outside of that? Oh like, God. Like, if I had to guess, it would be the family, but I feel like it's not. No, it's, um, it opens up with actually an impressive direction moment with like a long take kind of going in on the crime scene where Jason was killed yeah, previously. Yes, that's and, right. And it kind of felt good when right, it started it did. There. It really did, actually. I was like, this might actually be a real movie. For some reason, the, the era, it reminded me of like E.T. Like it reminded me of like Spielberg. I'm like, okay, we're here. Like John Carpenter. Like it felt like on location in the woods. Yes. Bad lighting. Right. Cheap fog. Yes. And I love that feeling. It's the best. It's some of my, I need to watch E.T. soon. <laughs> but like, it's great. There's some flavor here. And honestly, it kind of felt that way for like a little while. Like the beginning of the film like feels really good, actually. It flirted with good taste every once in a while. Right. And then like as we were getting introduced to more characters, specifically like 
our main female protagonist and the little kid, I was like, all right, now this is stupid. <laughs> you know what? I was down with the kid character. The kid character is cool. I liked Tommy. They gave him stuff. He they had a personality. They gave him a few things at least. Everybody else was like so generic to the point where I'm like, I felt bad for them that they acted in it. <laughs> I was like, this was terrible for your career. You think this was good, but it was not good. There's another performance in this that I actually love. Is it the Marty McFly's dad? Marty McFly's dad. The kid. <gasps> Wait, the one that dances? Yes. It is him. Yes. Yes. And we'll get into it. It's Marty McFly's dad. Not the same actor, but yes. Yes, it is. That's the same guy. No, it's not. That is the guy that plays Marty McFly's dad. Crispin Glover did not play Marty McFly's dad because Marty McFly's dad is played by the guy that plays the dad in Zack Stone is going to be famous. Uh, and they are two different people. If we're fuck. thinking of the same person. Yeah, we are. The one with the crazy fucking dance and the weird line delivery. Yes. The awkward kid. Yes. Yes. The dead fuck. That's not Marty McFly's dad. Hold on. Let's... We need to find out. <laughs> this is important. Motherfucker, if I'm wrong, it's Crispin uh, Glover. It's the same guy. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's not. It's Crispin Glover. I'm serious. Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Let me get to this fucking cast. Crispin Glover is in... That's fucking Crispin Glover. That is Crispin Glover. Wait, does he play the young version? He plays the young version God of Marty McFly's dad. Yes. I forgot, okay. dude. That's who I was talking about. God, I'm sorry. I was talking about the old version of the character. Yeah, yeah, He plays Marty McFly's dad in Back to the Future. The younger um, version. Sorry, I, I'm sorry that that wasn't clear. That was so asinine. We, we were both right and wrong at the same time. <laughs> We also like are extremely inebriated and we're talking about Friday the 13th. <laughs> it's fine. This is what happens. <laughs> the, the main girl, yes, was incredibly boring. And when it came down to her being like the last surviving, mm -hmm. I said, really? This is who it is? Right. Like she's the most unimportant character. The character that gets developed the least, I feel like, in the whole film. Like all the other teenagers, I'm like, oh, like I see their personalities. This girl is like, she sucks. Who is she to Tommy? Is it's her, his older sister. Older sister. Okay. That makes sense. But I was like, I don't know. That, that felt funny to me. For yeah. Some it, it was just like really, I'm like, why is he here? Right. You know? It feels like too young to be in this film. He almost needs to like be a little bit older. Was there another family member among those two besides the dog, Gordon? The mom. Was there a mom? Yeah, there's a mom. Remember she dies. I don't even remember how she died. I don't think it's shown on screen. I think it cuts to black. She like has a scared face and cuts to black. Because like all the teenagers are having this house party. Right. And I was like, where is the parental? Exactly. This is how memorable some of the elements were for me. There was like some really bad, bad moments in this film. Like where I was like, that was awful. Well, let's, let's talk about those parts. What, what in particular? Well, like when the guy swims up on the girl in the boat, it doesn't even like show him being horrified. It's like he swims up to it and then immediately he's swimming away like, oh, like there's the establishing shot of him like slowly creeping up, like trying to sneak up on her, swim through real quiet and then scare her on the boat, like trying to be cute. But there was never like him being horrified. It just like he got to the boat and then immediately hard cut him swimming away. Like there was no like a way to a actually enunciate him being scared it was just like all of a sudden he's going in the opposite, opposite direction. direction yeah it didn't make any sense also this doesn't make any sense because the woman is floating on a life raft and she's stabbed like through through it, yeah it would deflate exactly right? the logic did, doesn't make sense on a lot of yes that did bug me i'll admit a dog jumps out of a window by the way like a breakaway <laughs> window so like i don't think logic really has to make sense in, in any facet that was one of the parts i liked actually i was like what the fuck i'm like did he just kill the dog elizabeth was like i'm pretty sure he just jumped out the window i'm like what 
doesn't the lead also fall out of the window and like just smack on the ground and yes. it's like totally fine and like her panties are i'm like oh yeah like that's the only thing like this actress signed off on she wouldn't get her tits out on camera like all we're gonna see is the panties of her laying on the ground <laughs> she had some dignity yeah the audacity that was so weird it was really bad for that reason this movie sucks yeah okay. it was awful <laughs> it was just tits i was like this is just tits I think one of the first establishing scenes is after Jason, his body is picked up to go to the morgue. We have this scene between a doctor and a nurse. This doctor is hitting on the nurse and all of a sudden like they're initiating like a sex scene. Yeah. On the TV, there's like a dance video going on. On the dance video, there's a focus on the woman's like ass and tits mm. and like it's kind of an overload for the yeah. first scene for me. I'm like, oh God. Well, the establishing shots were great. In like these early aspects of the film, I'm like, yeah, I'm actually in for a treat here. I thought like for a second, I was like, no, the fire that explodes the opening credits, like <laughs> that's not a big deal. No, there's something here. I can't be disappointed in any way moving forward. And then like two minutes later, it's just fucking women shaking their ass on a TV. <laughs> and like, it makes no sense why these two characters would, like have sex in this room with, with a, a dead, dead serial, serial killer. killer. Yeah. Right behind them. I was like, no, yeah, like logic doesn't exist here. So here's the thing. I was like, okay, now I can see this. I can, I might be able to like appreciate the kill count. Maybe this is what I need to look for in these films. And that's what I was looking for, too. But do you think it delivered on that? No. Either? They fucking sucked. There's a reason for that. The 80s was a time known for conservative censorship. Oh. The, the satanic panic. The yeah. violence in movies. Okay. As this series went on, they became more and more edited. Where there was a scene filmed where horrific violence took place. And oh. they had to edit stuff out to keep the R rating. We talked about this with Evil Dead, too. Oh, okay. The 80s, dude. I guess, like, I'm not really familiar with, like, the politics behind certain medias. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's not something I'm really familiar with. And I guess it makes sense in this context. In the 70s, it was an anything goes type deal. The Wild West. In the 80s, the MPAA really started to crack down on violence and gore in movies. Right. That's why what should be a lot of the best moments are right. like just kind of like edited out two seconds in, if okay. that even. Damn. Because I think the special effects, when you do see them, the gore, the stabbing, the whatever is going on on screen, the practical effects are good, but you don't get to look at them. I feel like maybe I'm gonna, I am I want to go back and watch those earlier horror films because like maybe that's before they got cracked down on really hard. You know what I mean? Like with the first couple Halloween movies or... Halloween's not even very violent. Nightmare on Elm Street isn't like terrible. It has that one scene where like the blood oozes from the bed. Right. Johnny Depp getting sucked into it. Yeah. Which is great. But it's like those are more interesting because there's like these supernatural elements that like really open the up the surrealism. The dream logic. Yeah. It opens up so many ways to, for interesting kills. It lets you be creative. We're like, sure. we're like this. It feels like so rigid. It's like, okay, everything needs to be grounded in some way. Everything has to be physical. What is the motivation of the Jason Voorhees character? What is he doing in this film? What is the drive behind his murder? It's just, there's nothing. Not a lot of substance. I mean, I know it's like he's bullied and his mom was insane, but like it doesn't really feel like his actual killings have any substance. No. Or like Freddy Krueger, he feels like a menace. And it's not just with his <laughs> actions, it's like with his words, you know, he, the way he speaks. Like, dude, he's nasty. Yeah. Like, he'll be like, sweet dreams, bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> we need to fucking watch Friday the, or not Friday the Nightmare on 
Elm Street. I love the first Nightmare on Elm Street. I haven't seen any of the others. I would love to tackle that series. Maybe we can do it for the next bonus episode. Halloween and Friday the 13th are lame. I mean, outside of the first Halloween, that series is lame. And Friday the 13th, the director of the original Friday the 13th movie admitted to cashing in on the success of like Halloween right. and like the other slashers of the time. Like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I even forget about that one too. Yeah. I think that one's supposed to be good. I think the original is supposed to be pretty good. Yeah. There's no defining characteristics behind Jason Voorhees besides his physical intimidation. In terms of consistency in the way he kills in this movie, sometimes he's extremely blunt. He blows the door down and he like chases you through the house. Or he stealthily kills you off camera and he sets your body up in a metaphorical pose. There's no through line between the kills in this. There's not a whole lot there. It sucks. Because, like, I feel like I was going into it at least expecting, like, something to live up to, like, the Friday the 13th, to, like, the Jason. I was like, I need, there's going to be something interesting here. And, no, it was just like, no, this kind of fucking sucked. And I was really surprised. I was like, oh, there's a love for this character. I'm going to appreciate the love. And right now, I think I would have to lower my standards down to like, okay, when I watch this, I know what I'm getting. And so maybe then I could approach it like with other films, like the other films in the franchise. Like if I want to watch one of those next year, let's fucking see how goofy this one is. Like, you know what I mean? Just for my, that's where I'd have to like place my enjoyment. Dude, the genericness of this yeah. is so apparent. I mean, the first couple of scenes are okay. Like you said, it feels like it's kind of going, we're on to something. We're going somewhere. And then it just deviates into boring scenes of teenagers talking. Yeah, with tits. There's some skinny dipping. There's some sex involved. There's like cutaways to one scene characters where it's just like, we need Jason to kill somebody to keep the excitement Excitement going. Yes. Like, oh, we're going to have a girl, a fat girl on the side of the road with a sign up. Yes. And then as soon as they drive by her, she's going to die. It was like really weird. There was really no like structure in terms of the writing, like yeah. the, the plot. Didn't make any sense. Like we're going to get to the house party. Somebody's going to try to get laid and we're going to watch like teenage drama with people dying in between it. It was really <laughs> fucking boring. Why does Jason even resurrect in this? Right. He just mm. does. I don't know the circumstances of what killed him in the previous film. I think he's like, like an axe to the head. He had like a slice in his mask and that was like a thing they highlighted. He did. And I think that remains consistent throughout the rest of the series. His deaths start to like accumulate on his mask. This is the first film where he wears the mask. Really? I know that's like the iconic image of Jason Voorhees, but in the first movie, he's like a mutant baby, basically. Uh, <laughs> and then he, <laughs> in the second and third movie, I think he wears a bag over his head, like a hay bag or whatever yeah, the fuck the they're called. Yeah. Resident Evil 4 chainsaw guy. Yeah. And then at the end of the third one is when he picks up the mask. And then that mm. becomes the image for him for the rest of the, the series. This was supposed to be the last Friday the 13th film. Yeah, we also did jump in like in the middle of the fucking series. We did. The final chapter. This isn't even the only film in the series that has final in the title <laughs> and isn't the end of the series. <laughs> this is the Fast and the Furious, basically, is what you're telling me. Kind of. It just keeps spinning off into random directions as it goes. The next final film in the series, Friday the 13th, Final Friday, Jason Goes to Hell. (laughs) I'd be really interested in watching that. No, you're not. (laughs) It's supposed to be worse than this. I want to see him go to hell. Well, I don't think it lives up to the title from what I've read. 
in that film, there are intergalactic worms mm. that come to America, and when they infect somebody, that person turns into Jason. Yes. Like, not like a slow transformation. Like, they go like, boop, and like they're wearing like the, the mask, and there's like multiple Jasons running around. It's not the Jason, you know? What? <laughs> I know this sounds insane. Who signed off on this? He goes to space, homie. <laughs> It's like Fast and the Furious. Fuck. I've seen that one, by the way. Jason goes space. Jason X. Fuck. When I was growing up, my brother, whenever he got a hold of money as a young child, <laughs> he would go digging in the Walmart bargain bin, and he would always come home with cheap horror movies. One oh to two dollars. And Jason X was one of those films. <laughs> I love your brother. <laughs> he was probably like seven or eight years old. Right. He was young as fuck. Yeah. And he watched this while I was like on the computer, like, and I watched it kind of in the background, and I saw Jason go to space. It's fucking wild. <laughs> I never had this, man. That's funny. So you're like, no, you're like, no. <laughs> this is the lowest rungs of society. You I do don't. Not, you do not want this. I don't even remember how he ends up in space. Oh shit. There's very little uh, continuity in this series. Yeah, I can tell. It doesn't really feel like there's any like loose threads hanging from the previous films. Homie, we opened up with a on the, on the last time on the last episode. There's nothing here. I was like so excited for no reason. There is one. There's one loose thread that makes its way here. Right. It's the hitchhiker guy. Yeah. Guy. It's like the brother of a previous victim. Yes. I don't know this guy's name. I don't remember if he even gets a name. But there's like kind of a focus on him throughout where he's like out in the woods preparing to kill Jason, sharpening knives and has like a, a gun, which is broken in a, later. In a map? I didn't even think about that. Why do you need a map? It's a good question. Is this still Camp Crystal Lake? Yeah. Are they like on the grounds? Uh -huh. Why would anybody live here? It would be like the real estate property value would be so fucking low. There'd be so many people murdered here that no one in their right mind would ever buy property here. Not even like this rich little house on the fucking lake. Hey, to be fair, this is only a few days after the first movie. Remember? Really? Only a few days. It makes no sense. I know. It makes zero what fucking sense. Fuck? If this film takes place a few days after the original, wouldn't this be like Friday the 16th or 17th? Yeah, it's it's really strange how that works. Like, that doesn't play into the series. Like, that urban myth, whatever the fuck. Friday the 13th, it's a day of bad luck. That doesn't play into the series. No. The date on the calendar means nothing, except for, like, the first film took place that day. Yeah, and we just had a Friday the 13th, speaking of which. that's it's, We did. kind of why I recommended it, too. I, I just realized that. Friday the 13th was... In October, too. Yeah, it was um, last weekend. I think that's why I recommended it. Because we were coming up, I think I recommended it that week. Oh, that makes sense. Look at there. Everything's coming full circle. Synchronicities and shit. Look at us. Playing to the universe's will. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a little deep. I don't think we have any choice in playing into the universe as well. Yes. This is not discussion for Friday the 13th. <laughs> this is exactly the type of discussion for Friday the 13th. Yeah, because there's nothing else to talk about in this film. God, you're so right. You know, I think I detest this film or this series because I think it established the jump scare. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. This wasn't a thing in Friday... Jesus. I always get Friday the 13th Nightmare and Nightmare on Elm, Elm Street. Street confused. Nightmare on Elm Street, I don't remember that really having like cheap jump scares, yeah. like fake outs. Like in this, there's a scene where a woman backs into a tree trunk and the music goes, dun. <laughs> and it startles you because you're not expecting the noise, but it wasn't scary. Right. It was lame. It was a cheap trick. 
the hitchhiker placing his arm on the shoulder of the woman. <laughs> oh, it's just the guy. Nothing. Literally every little action like that was like, let's play the strings up to yes. make this seem important, seem like something worth doing and like highlighting. There was nothing going on, yes. so they had to do that. Exactly. Like it's like little tiny little hits of distraction until something happened. And that's the stuff that happens in like the generic horror films now that right. everybody hates. But like, why would, why was it even, why would you forgive this back then? Right. Exactly. Even like in a retrospective sense, exactly. People have a lot of nostalgia for this series and like, there was nothing here that made me feel like. And that's, that's literally one of the things I was searching for is like, okay, I'm going to find that wave that everyone else is. And I I was like, no, like this is like the iconography. There's not like an iconic Jason kill in this. Yeah. It was like, everything felt so lackluster. I thought there was going to be something worth mentioning. It, it just was like really disappointing. And like, this is supposed to be the best one. <laughs> Seriously. You. Like that's I what fucking told you. <laughs> that's what like let me down the most. I was like, I'm going to find, I was so excited, like riding off the back of like evil dead Two, where I'm like, okay, now I can go into a film and be like, I've never seen this horror film before. I can look at it with a new lens, like a little bit more of like an approachable standard of like, okay, I'm going to try to get into horror films. It's like meeting your heroes. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it, it was so disappointing. Like it just does not live, live up. up. I will say the knights in shining armor in this film for me were Corey Feldman and Crispin Glover. Yeah. And I would love to talk about Crispin Glover. Yeah, absolutely. For a I feel like he was completely taking the piss in this performance. Not giving a fuck. fuck. Yes. His line delivery was so alien compared to everybody else. Even amongst this generic campy group of teenagers... He was like, where did you crash land in from? Yeah, you know? I guess um, we had Lost Boys on earlier. Funny enough, speaking of synchronicities. Yes. That was on earlier. Both those characters are in that movie. Both of those actors, excuse me. Is Crispin Glover in that? Crispin Glover's in that. Oh, he might be. I thought I saw him. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think he is. There's another uh, kid with a mop top or like the eraser head haircut or whatever the fuck you call that. Corey Feldman's buddy in Lost Boys. Yeah, kid. Corey Feldman's in it. Maybe not. Crispin Glover. Apologies. Ignore. What was this line delivery? It was bad. I thought like for some reason it kind of worked because it was like, oh, it's Marty McFly's dad. He's still awkward. I don't know if it no, was bad to me. It was like, you do you like it? Do you like his bad delivery? Because it felt like he's not even trying to act. It's incredible. Enlight, he, he, enlighten me. He puts his, his hands in his face and says, I'm horny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he does. Hey, Ted, where's the corkscrew? The corkscrew. Hey, you guys want to hop in the water? No, we have no suits. Like, <laughs> what? Is, the verbiage, the enunciation is so alien. So bizarre. I can't tell if, if he's the real killer. Is Crispin Glover a weird guy? Or is this like a brilliant fuck you to the movie? Like, he's just getting paid. Like, this guy just showed up to get paid. He's obviously the guy that got paid the most. He should have been the final person, I know. in my opinion. I know, I agree. He had the most personality. There's all this buildup about him like, is he a virgin or he just yes. can't get laid? Yeah, he's a. I think he's like a virgin or like both. And he does get laid. Yes, good for him. And then he dies. Yeah. Every boy's dream. That felt lame to me. Boys, I'll tell you right now. You grow up, you get laid, and then you die. Sometimes you get laid a couple more times, but it's just a slow death. Sometimes you never get laid. Sometimes you never get laid. There are guys that never get laid. There have been billions of people on earth that have never been laid that died in history. (sighs) (laughs) Can you imagine, my friend? Unfortunately, I can. Rip to those fucking guys. 
that character. Damn, not getting laid. <laughs> Sorry. Don't don't you drift off on me. That's my Roman Empire. I know there's not much to hold on to here with this film. <laughs> You're right. This movie has a 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. It does. It's really bad. The best film in the franchise. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Corey Feldman for a moment. Yeah. Tommy. Tommy boy. They kind of give him a personality trait in the fact that he loves horror movie stuff. He has like masks and stuff in his yeah, room. Like John Carpenter film <laughs> level masks. <laughs> and he plays a pivotal part in the final act yeah. of this film. I think he's kind of like one of the makers of the film is being reflected through this character. Mm. Uh, the guy that did the practical effects on this film is actually like a legendary effects artist. His name is Tom Savini. I could be wrong about this, but he might be the guy that worked on the thing. Okay. Maybe. He worked on the original Friday the 13th movie, but he returned for this one because he thought it was going to be like the last film in the franchise and he wanted to take a part of like the death of jason for the last time and i think he is kind of reflected through this tommy character where like this kid is kind of obsessed with effects he uses one in the final scene against jason to Mm -hmm. replicate jason's past right which is like there is something interesting going on there in my opinion it's definitely interesting like, in the end, I, I laughed, but... Yes. It makes no sense why this kid was able to, like, buzz his head with, like, a pair of scissors. You it's know? that Hannibal Lecter logic. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, how does Jason die in this? I know he falls, like, on a blade, but I don't remember, like, the events he, that lead. His face falls onto the blade, yeah. This is actually the one effect in the movie where they linger on it. Like, you see his head slide yeah. down the blade. Mm-hmm. And I loved that I did like that. That stuff that reminded me of like Evil Dead. I'm like, okay, that's a cool effect. Yeah. I have a feeling that they edited a bunch of earlier stuff in the movie out so that moment could have more screen time. Right. I could be wrong about that, but... It's a good assumption. Every other kill in the movie was like mostly lame compared to that one right there. What else is there here? Not a whole lot. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? There was a few interesting shots. Okay. It was all establishing stuff. Like creeping up to the house yeah like it was usually the camera creeping up to a place it was great actually it kind of reminded me of like lynch type stuff first person perspective like you're a ghost floating through the environment and i love that feeling with the fog and the cheap camera effect and Mm -hmm. the low budget it was relatively well directed at times yeah i just felt like the middle was like so poor that it's not really even worth mentioning it what sucks about it is is like there isn't a scene without like tits. It feels like there's always like tits are what carries this whole movie. <laughs> You're not wrong. And I'm like, oh my God, why are tits the glue that hold America together? You know what I mean? It like really shines in this film. It's like beer, alcohol, and tits. I guess that's what like drove the 80s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the Corey Feldman character, I think, appears in later films, but like not, it's not portrayed by Corey Feldman. Mm. In the sixth movie, from my understanding, he returns as an adult, played by a different actor, and they dig up Jason's grave because they want to cremate his body to make sure that he's gone for good. Damn. And in the process of digging him up, lightning strikes the shovel, and like there's like a Frankenstein thing that goes on, (laughs) and then he's revived. Perfect. That's movie six. Number five... It's a Jason copycat killer, Uh-oh. which is the worst fucking stupid screenwriting bullshit ever. Let's make money again is what they said. Damn. What is this series? Uh, 
there's 12 films. I saw the remake there are 12 in theaters. Films? 12. That's fucking crazy. The remake was like a 2010 or like 2006. Oh nine or ten? Yeah, oh nine. I, I think. Ten. I think it's oh nine. That was around the period where they kind of tried to start revamping all these series. Mm-hmm. Rob Zombie's Halloween. There was a Nightmare on Elm Street remake mm-hmm. around that time with Rooney Mara. I saw the Friday the Thirteenth remake in theaters on a date with Olivia, like one of the first times that like really? me and her were together. It was terrible. It uh, sucked fucking ass. Which <laughs> <laughs> is not a phrase I say often. It sucked little asshole. The Nightmare on Elm Street one sucked too. Yeah, Elizabeth, she actually likes that one. She's like, I don't know why, I just like that one. I'm like, the one with the potato sack face? It was so bad. Yeah. This series, no good. It's like Terminator, Transformers or something. And I hate to shit on a thing that a lot of people love. If you love Friday the 13th, God bless you. God bless you. You have a level of hope that I cannot achieve. It brings me comfort that this is a thing that people love. Yes. I'm just not part of that club. Oh, God. What the fuck would you even rate this? I don't even, like, think it really deserves anything. I'd give it, like, a two, maybe. There wasn't even, like, really nice tits in it, either. Like, all the tits were bad. I wouldn't go that low. Really? No. I'd give it, like, a two. There was some stuff I appreciated. I really did not like it. What else have you rated like in the two range? Jack and Jill was like really fucking low. And Suicide Squad. Yeah. The next lowest rating was the Lil Dicky album, which I think I gave a four and you gave a five. Honestly, one of our most popular episodes, which makes no sense to me. I know. That is weird. I don't even know what. I give it a four and a half. I've seen. That's really low too, yeah. You know that I'm a big fan of like Red Litter Media on YouTube. Yeah. They have a series called Best of the Worst where they watch B movies all the time mm-hmm. and show clips from these B movies. And when I see that stuff, it's like I can look at a professionally made movie like this, in quotations, professional, <laughs> <laughs> and say it's not a total train wreck. <laughs> yeah. It, it like still works from front to back. It's not like that bad. It's just a generic 80s slasher. Dumb elements all the way through, but right. still, it's not like an incompetent movie. The screenplay is incompetent, but the other yeah. stuff is okay. Right. It's just the writing. It was just bad. Like, yeah, screenplay, writing, dialogue. Not writing. Exactly. <laughs> a four. That's my final score. That's fair. A four. All right. Two and a four. We did it. We talked about trash. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we're gonna talk about me <laughs> and my trash. All right. Well, that was um. Yeah. I'll have to clean that one up and post a little bit, make it sound a little bit more exciting. But I think that was fun. It'll be okay. I'm also trying to balance the cat on my lap right now and try to like make coherent thought about Friday the Thirteenth. I know. It's okay. I came here with knowledge of the series. <laughs> Straight bars. All right. That was fun. Um, get her if you do me the honors. Adios.